all you lovers of the Beehive State, welcome to the Utah Fan Club Podcast, where we're spreading the buzz about why Utah is the bee's knees. This western state is quite the hub to learn more, join with us at the Utah Fan Club. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, WaziTech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H.com. Hi, everybody. It's Sandy Schull, the recruiter with the Utah Fan Club. And my name's Steph, and I'm the ambassador of the Utah Fan Club. And we have a great episode for you today. So we have the the chairwoman, Shauna Davis, and the co-chairwoman, Elena Gillespie, here from the Festival of Trees, which is an organization that is put on by Primary Children's every year, which is a tradition that many Utah families love. And Sandy was the one who suggested that we interview the Festival of Trees. So Sandy, do you want to tell us a little bit about why this event is so special to you? The reason why the Festival of Trees is so dear to my heart is I've had a brother up at Primary Children's. I've had a son up at Primary Children's. They are the most amazing people in the world. They take care of not only the patient, but they also take care of their families. They're the siblings, the parents. They look out for everybody. They do activities for siblings, for the patients. They with my family, I've spent every single holiday up there, and they give literally a full Christmas, a full Easter, full of presents, and make it special. They make every day just not miserable to be there in a place where you feel like you have no hope, you feel less than anything, and they just make it feel like as homely as can be. It's amazing. And Festival of Trees donates all of their proceeds to Primary Children's, which is the most amazing thing in the world. So my family, due to having spent so much time at Primary Children's, have done trees before. And it's not a small feat to decorate a tree and and donate it, but it is the best feeling in the world because you know that it's going towards such good causes. And we're excited to hear more about the Festival of Trees. You guys have mentioned that the Festival of Trees has over um, 30,000 volunteers. We do. We have 30,000 volunteers. That that includes people that are decorating trees for us that come in and, and bring the things. And uh, there are creations that they've made. Um, and it also includes people that just will are willing to stand in the trees and to guard those precious things so that um, people don't touch and, and to share the stories behind the trees. You know, um, the trees all have a story. So, and it takes um, a, a board of 85 men and women to organize this. We each have committee members of at least 10 people. And it is a big job, but it is so much fun and so rewarding. And you mentioned, too, that, you know, this was something that would touch, you know, very close to home for you. But that's the amazing thing about Festival Trees is that it touches home to many, many people. If you haven't had a personal experience with Primary Children's Hospital, you know someone who has had that experience. And the secret is that we all know that it's a, you know, a top nationally ranked children's hospital, but it's not well known how they do care for families and how the doctors, nurses, technicians, everyone that serves those children actually has huge hearts towards those children. And I think, Sandy, what you were describing is the magic at Primary Children's Hospital. There's a special feeling there. And that transforms down to the Mountain America Expo Center. It is full of of love and compassion 
of people that, that have stories and that have experiences. And yet that feeling that is at primary children's comes down to that hall and it is a tangible thing. There's 220,000 square feet and we consume every inch of that at the expo center. And so we are, we are so glad that we're able to provide that and to provide a way for the community to come down and be involved as well. Everything that um, the community does for us, they donate big and small. And we have many experiences of, of people offering large checks and even a few pennies. It does become totally full with the magic. I have never left the Festival of Trees without crying, ever, <laughs> uh, because of the stories and because of that magical feeling and because even just buying that ticket, you know you're helping. It's just you're doing good for a minute. <laughs> it is, and you know, um, unfortunately, there's a growing demand for assistance for families you know, primary children's doesn't just cover here in Utah across the Wasatch Front. It actually covers the neighboring states and actually takes in children from Alaska. So as the need grows, we have to try and raise to the level to help bring in some funds because they need about, what was it, about 16 million? Last year it was 18.8 million, million in charity care alone. So regardless of whether a child can pay or their family can pay for their medical care, um, they are offered charity care, and a doctor will um, actually donate his expertise, his or her expertise, um, and not charge um, the family if they're where they need charity care. So, festival last year raised just over two point seven million, and um, last year they expended over eighteen point eight million in charity care. So that's a that's a big um, number to cover. But you can see that if you were to take out even, you know, almost $3 million, that's significant. And, you know, it, it covers that gap sometimes in insurance. It covers um, sometimes even special programs like music therapy, things that they know is cutting edge, you know, and beneficial to children as they recover, especially from brain injuries and things. But they need, they need a little extra resources to be able to do that. And so you can see how even the smallest donation can be so valuable beyond measure. You know, it's like a ripple, like a, a pebble in a pond. It, you know, starts with one little thing, but then it spreads out and benefits so many. Man, as you guys are talking, I just thought that number $2.7 million was raised because it's only a two-day, how many days is it? Is it three? It's four days oh, to the four. public. So four days to the public. Mm -hmm. In four days, it raised $2.7 million. That's amazing. It's a lot of fudge, a lot of trees. <laughs> it's a lot of sugar. <laughs> a lot um, of those cinnamon rolls. <laughs> it is. We um, sell over 12,000 cinnamon rolls in oh, a four Those are good cinnamon rolls, too. They yeah, are. What's, what's the poundage on the fudge? It's like mind-blowing, too. It's over 4,000 pounds of fudge that is self we, we, as a Festival of Tree um, board, have a board-certified kitchen, and we produce all of the fudge. It's, it's all handmade. Oh, cool. So that, that is amazing. I we, didn't know you guys were the ones making <laughs> that fudge. Hey, we'll do anything so to help kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the other fun thing about Festival of Trees is it's, uh, it's, awesome. it's great entertainment and fun for every age. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know, you, you see a child come in and their eyes will just light up at the, 
the magic that's there, you know, looking at the trees and their, their eyes are glued as they go up and down the aisles and their moms take them and dads take them to see these things. And then, you know, but then we have grandparents that come. It's a great date night. It's, you know, you can, you can shop, you can eat and you can enjoy some Christmas magic. And the entertainment. Yeah. Yes. And there's a whole entertainment, two stages of entertainment. And I, so I used to work with the elderly, and one of our things that we would do every year, we would bring them to Festival of Trees, and I mean, it was so much fun, because they loved walking and seeing the trees, but the entertainment, like, we could have sat there for hours with them just watching <laughs> the little kids, because they loved it, it was oh, so great. great, so. That was my son's favorite last year, he's like... No, we keep watching dance. We keep watching dance. Kids dancing. It's <laughs> like, but the lights. No, mom, kids dance. We oh, sat cute. there forever. <laughs> that's cute. It's, it's fun to watch the community come together. Uh, we have, uh, in the entertainment area, we have groups that would love to get in and are just unable to because so many groups want to come to perform. And so we're, we're grateful for them that, that come down and share their talents and, and perform for our guests. Um, also the kids love to go to the kids corner. The kids corner is this uh, place that you can, um, talk to an elf on the telephone. You can also uh, see the inside of a bubble. It's so much fun. They pull a big bubble over the kids' heads and it just, uh, it, the tickets are, are really, um, cheap in kids' corners. So they're not very expensive. So kids can do many things. My granddaughters all like to paint. Uh, little ornaments for my Christmas tree every year, and they're some of my prized possessions. Oh, that's cute. I Since I have a three-year-old, we didn't do that last year, but I'm looking forward to him being able to go into that this year. Yeah, because the gifts um, in the gift boutique and in the Elf Emporium are all, I would say, 90% handmade. There's a lot of really unique things, and so a lot of people come and get their neighbor gifts or their Christmas shopping done. Yeah, last year, we, through my work, we do a... Um, Christmas party for it's called the greenhouse they um, are like a daycare for special needs kids for older kids who are out of school and I got I was in charge of the presents and I got all my presents there and coming from somebody who is not crafty seeing that people think of the ideas of making the things that they do it's amazing so many talented people that that volunteer their crafts and their time and everything. It's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I've been missing out because I'm like, I haven't really seen the kids' corner, probably because I don't have kids. But then <laughs> the craft area, I probably just am looking at the trees and then there's the so girls. much more than that. So I know. So now I'm like, okay, so this year I'm going to have to pay a little bit more because you got all the gifts for yeah. the title one party, which is cool. Yeah, so. and they're not expensive. That's no. the thing, too, is while you're trying to raise money, you're not jacking up the prices they're very they're just it's amazing because no matter if you just do have a couple pennies you can still get things yes, <laughs> so. especially over in elf emporium yeah. it's geared towards children shopping yeah. for families their own families like, so how did the festival get started did they expect it would be this big no it, it a long time ago back in the 1970, it was called the Women's Endowment Committee, and they were charged by the hospital to raise funds to help children at Primary Children's Hospital. So Betty Wells was the chairwoman, and she had a, a co-chair named Ruth Flint, and they dabbled in ice capades, selling tickets to ice capades, those kind of things. And they that is. They weren't get, <laughs> But we do. Uh, yes. Disney on ice. Uh, they, okay, that's A little bit, yeah. <laughs> 
so she, um, they weren't getting the return on their, on their, um, efforts. So Ruth Flint, one of the co-chairs visited Hawaii where they had a, a Christmas show with small decorated Christmas trees. So they decided they would try that. It was in the armory up off of Sunnyside Avenue. Uh, the first year they had 60 trees and to their surprise and delight, they raised $47,000. It thrilled them and it has grown larger and larger ever since. They grew out of the armory in two years and they've moved to the Salt Palace. And then when the Olympics came, the Salt Palace was moved to um, Mountain America Expo Center. So that's now where it's housed. And we are as large as we can possibly be now. But we're always trying to squeeze in something else in a little space so that we can continue to give more and more each year because the need grows. That's the one thing that's constant is as children still need medical care. And, and they still need the things that make them well and happy while they're there. And that's what we provide for them. That's really cool. So I want to know, like, how did you guys get involved with the Festival of Trees? You know, I came to Festival of Trees actually maybe more of a traditional way. So I had a friend who was on the board. And as Shauna mentioned, every board member has a committee because you need the people that will help you to make gifts to be sold, help do elf gifts and make a large gift to donate. And so I worked on her committee for a about three years, and then was invited to join the board. The last three years, I worked in the large tree department and got to really, really fully experience what Festival Trees is about. And then I worked in centerpieces, and now I'm uh, working with Shauna and helping keeping things running smoothly so that the department chairs can do what they need to do because they have a lot on their shoulders. The only experience I've ever had really there is that I had a son. He was um, snowshoeing with his dad up above Donut Falls. And it was winter, and they came through a cut, and they were following a snowshoe path. But then all of a sudden, it went up, kind of banked up the hill, and he was about 10 years old. And so my husband was like, yeah, if we're going to go there, let me lead. Let's change positions. And when my son stepped to the side, he did, they didn't realize that, the opening to the falls, that donut hole, was right there. And he actually went through, just disappeared in the snow into the falls. And so my husband was able to, you know, find the entrance. It was pretty buried. It was a really snowy year. And they were able to get him out. And he had just, fortunately, minor injuries. But, you know, we had to, you know, when, <laughs> when your husband, he had to carry him out. And, you know, when they got him out and they were like, my husband's like, where do you want us to go? It's like primary children's. You're like, what oh, you were right. saying, right? No, we're not going to risk this. Go to primary children's. And, you know, they took all the precautions. And then that same boy, <laughs> just like, I think maybe not even a year later, ended up having to have his appendix out. So he ended up up there for a year, uh, for a year, listen to me, <laughs> for, um, you know, a week. And that's when I saw all the special care that they take, all the, you know, let them eat what they want. Do you want to play Nintendo? Here's a craft project. Here's, you know, their life care. Their um, life care specialists really take care of the kids. I love children anyways. You know, they're a vulnerable part of our community. And they just, they deserve all the help that they can get when they go through things like this. So that's my story. So in 1984 and 1985, my mother-in-law was the chairwoman. And I was dating her really handsome son at the time. 
And so where mother-in-law goes, you go. And so I decorated my first tree. It was not the most stellar tree you've ever seen in your life, but it did sell for decent money. And I was very excited about it. And in 1985, Mike and I got married and I've just been a part of festival ever since. So that's a good portion of time. We lived in Florida for a few years. And even during that time, I would send back handmade gifts so that they could continue to raise funds. I can remember I can remember a cute little girl standing one time and, and just wanting to purchase a sucker. And it was, she was um, asking her mom to purchase a sucker. And, and the mom said, oh, we can, we don't have much money. And she said, yeah, but it will help children. And they did purchase the sucker. And it was just so touching to me to, to see this little girl. I think, I believe that was like in 1986. And now it's a grown so much. There used to be fewer and fewer trees. Now we're over um, 750 trees, wow. both large and small. The large trees are decorated and, and we deliver those on, on Sunday morning. And that's a wonderful experience to be able to go into people's homes and businesses and, and to um, deliver the trees. So how do you have that manpower to deliver 700, or, or it's not 750, but it's we deliver over 350 okay. trees. Over 350 trees? <laughs> yes. So, and you deliver them on Sunday morning after yeah. it's done. So, is it just like anyone who has a truck come and... It's, it's, a, it's a board, it's a responsibility of being on the board, but that's another portion of the community that really steps up. So, you know, a lot of these big trucking companies, so FedEx and Dominion and... UPS. UPS and... Oh, and even some independent drivers um, all get arranged and volunteer. And they enjoy it so much. They usually want to let us know, we want to come back next year. We want to help. And they send their drivers and their trucks. And it's just the night before they all get wrapped and then prepared to be delivered. And then the next morning, it's like a busy central docking <laughs> where the trucks back up. We load them on and then we have our list and we all disperse across the the valley and some even go as far as Idaho and down to St. George. And then um, we take the trees to the people whose home, you know, homes who have purchased them during the auction um, or open um, buying time. And we set them up just like they were on the floor of the, of the um, Mount America Expo, Expo Center. And uh, we get to see some pretty, pretty amazing um, things transpire sometimes because some people buy them for their own homes. Some people buy them to give to other people. And sometimes they don't even know they're coming. For example, last year, I had a tree that had all um, tools on it, like wrenches and toolboxes. It was a really fun tree, really beautifully done. And an employer bought the tree for one of his employees who had been having you know, things hadn't gone stellar for him, you know, in that recent future. And he didn't tell him that he was sending him this tree. And so we showed up to his home with this tree and he's like, I don't, I don't think that's for me. And we're like, no, we know it's for you. And um, then his boss was able to call him on the phone and say, no, this is for you. I want you to have it. And he was just looking at all the the valuable tools that were even just on this tree. But then when we went in his house, the tree was about a foot too tall. <laughs> so we had to we had to work a little magic and get that 
get that down so it would fit in the house. But to see their faces and his, his family had been out and he could not wait for them to come home because they weren't even going to have a Christmas tree in their home that year. So, and we've seen them where people have bought them and taken them to refugee centers or just to refugees who this would be their first Christmas here in Utah. You know, so it's, and, and doctor's offices purchase them and yeah, it's great. So our first time ever doing Festival of Trees was for my brother. He had a brain tumor and he loved giving bear hugs. So we did a bear hugs from Daniel Tree and our whole neighborhood and our whole family, everybody donated teddy bears. Um, somebody who was an amazing artist painted his face and bears on ornaments. It was just a whole teddy bear tree. Our neighborhood then chipped in and bought the tree for us. So it was like that. We didn't know that it was coming back to us. And it was just amazing. And my brother has since passed away. And so having that tree and the ornaments and everything is just an amazing reminder. So since we've left home, my parents have all given us some of the ornaments and, you know, one of each ornament that we wanted so we can put it on our own tree. And so we can always have that that with us and that was some it's true it's magical it's amazing we had no clue we just wanted to do something for primaries because again they're so amazing and they then bought it back for us so it was like a double thing there for for us so it was it is amazing when it's a surprise too it's really nobody expected it whatsoever and it was just it's always been so fun to have it especially since he's not here anymore to have those those things that were just him, you know? That's a really tender story. I love that. Yeah. It's a very healing experience to be able to, to donate or, or decorate and know that you're helping another child is a very healing experience. And then we always have those tender things where um, kind people do really good things and want to bless people's lives with with um, maybe a surprise tree or or a gift from the gift boutique. So that happens all the time. And we're so, we're so lucky to have that be part of our tradition as well. And the healing that goes on when you donate a tree, you get to go in and decorate it. You can do it at Mountain American Expo, or you can have it already decorated and then take it there. We've always done most of the decorating at Mountain American Expo Center and just talking to the people (laughs) around and hearing their stories and you get to cry together you get to share your love for your loved one or for whatever reason you're doing it it's so healing and so beautiful I've met so many amazing people there telling me their stories and I mean who loses a kid and just thinks of other people and what they can do to help the place where where they have that experience, you know, it's just amazing. And, and it really, there's just so many levels of magic that happen there <laughs> in every, well put. in every, in every aspect. So yeah, it's truly heart healing. You know, it might be fun actually, um, to kind of run through briefly some of the, the process of that happens, you know, from an empty hall, from empty hall to empty hall, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. From, well, because like, when did they come and set up? I didn't. I didn't even realize. Like, this is all just yeah. So that's like when she was talking. Yeah. That made me think about that. So the decorators have uh, the first Monday 
is decorating day and they come into the hall and that's when the transformation really, really begins. And they, they, like you were describing, sometimes they'll, they'll come, they'll, they'll plug in crock pots. (laughs) I don't know how to describe this scene, Shana. It's so, it's, it's like a big party. And everyone's got their little space and their friends and their decorations. And those trees just start to take life. And they it's they should make a reality show of that one day because you get, what, eight hours <laughs> to, to do it. And, it you know, everyone has to bundle up a little because the dock doors are always open. And, and these are not simple trees. And they're not they simple should, trees. No, these are way longer than eight hours. These are, yeah, these are amazing. And then by the end, about seven o'clock at night, everyone leaves. Everyone stands back, takes one good, more good look at their tree and tweaks a little bow or just a little something to make it just perfect. And then everyone leaves and then the hall is empty. And then we keep working <laughs> and start to get ready. So what are you guys setting up? The Sweet roll, like fudge, everything. Ours actually begins the Saturday right after Thanksgiving. Okay. So we come in as a board and start preparing um, the shop areas, um, the scone area, the elf emporium, the kids' corner, ready, uh, marking the floors, doing those kind of things, um, ready to greet people on Monday morning at 7 a.m. And the decorators come in, and then after they leave, Um, We have different chairs over different departments, so there are 30 different departments, and those chairs take ownership of that department, and um, they go through and they price. They um, set the beginning price, and then on Tuesday night, that's a a wonderful night, and you can purchase tickets at festivaloftreesutah.org. Um, it's called opening night and you, you come in and, and people are bidding on the trees. It's now on a mobile app, so it's easy to do. And you don't have to be present in the hall in order to bid. You just have to have, um, purchased a ticket and you, um, watch people that you know have decorated the trees stand back and watch people interested in their trees. And you also see, um, people that, um, just need to have that tree for some reason. They don't know the reason why. They might not even know the story behind it, and yet when they learn the story, then they know exactly why. So it's it, that's kind of a fun night. And then Wednesday, November 28th, is when we open to the public. We go from um, Wednesday, November 28th, until December 1st, which is the Saturday. And then that Sunday, the 2nd, board members have their trees wrapped, and it, it goes from that that full, beautiful hall to an empty hall again. And it's fun to watch the ebb and the flow of that and realize all that happened in between. The man hours, the the generous hearts, the everything. That sounds like an amazing start to Christmas, like this first week of, and so like when people are coming and they're bidding, the people that made the trees are there. Not always. Well, not always. Sometimes if they buy, if they'd have to, they would have to buy oh, a bid ticket to be there. They get to come in at, if they choose, they can uh, come in on a, a later ticket that will bring mm-hmm. them after the bidding's all over. Oh, okay. And then they can kind of, and they can always request to find out from us the next day what their tree actually sold for, you know, because they want as much money to be made, you know, as well as we do. But it, it's fun. It's fun to see 
it seems like there's always a good handful of, of trees that you can't even predict which ones, but all of a sudden they get a frenzy and you'll just see the, <laughs> see the, the bidding, you know, what can we say war, bidding war go? They really, that's kind of fun. But everything I, well, last year was really remarkable. There wasn't one unsold quilt, centerpiece, gingerbread house, um, small tree, large tree, ran out of fudge. Yeah, we, yeah, it was, it was really awesome. You ran out of your fudge? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, (laughs) it was a lot of fudge. (laughs) But you know, it's really calorie free that week. (laughs) When you're helping children, it it doesn't matter. That's right. Everybody took it. Oh, it's for the children. But you get a lot of steps in, so you can, kind of, you can you can burn it off too. So, how do you volunteer? Since you guys both kind of started as volunteering, how do you how do you if somebody listening wants to? I know. I'm like I want to know how to volunteer. Yeah. So there's so many different opportunities to volunteer that you can really find something that is interesting to you. So if you go to festivaloftreesutah.org. And you'll see a tab at the top that says Get Involved. And when you click on that, you'll see a whole bunch of different options. So each department is listed there. So if you wanted to make a large tree, you would go to the Large Tree tab. It would give you all the information on how to register, the policies and procedures, and everything you need to know on that if you wanted to do a quilt. Then if you want to help with hosting, if you want to volunteer some time, um, to help, you know, Shana said to keep things um, safe. You can sign up right there. You just click under hosting and you sign up. If you want to donate um, any handmade items or sweets, um, kids' toys, kids' toys, um, there's contacts there for that as well. Um, gift boutique would take your your gift items. Elf Emporium will take some um, children geared toward children gift items. And Sweet Shop um, can give you guidelines on what they're required for health safety guidelines for that. So there's lots of ways. And we love everyone to come and volunteer. And then if they want to be involved more, if they if they are at Festival of Trees and feel like they want to um, be involved more and be on a committee, which is, you know, quite a bit of work during the year, um, they can actually go to the gazebo and we'll match you up with a board member that is close to the area that you live in so that it's not a distance. And then you can come right on a committee. And we're always um, grateful for committee members. And that's usually where our board members come from, is our committees. It's it's really important that um, people are able to see and have the whole picture. Um, At that point, if you're on a committee, then um, they're able to take a tour of the hospital and see actually what it is that that you're helping. So Festival of Trees provides many things for the children, including, she mentioned, um, the music therapy. But also, um, I've seen things as small as a life specialist that said that a little girl was having a hard time being in the hospital. She was struggling. And her family wanted to, her, her younger siblings wanted to go to the zoo, and she just started to cry. And she said, my, my family can't go to the zoo because I'm sick, and it's my fault. And the life specialist could see that the best thing that they could do for that family is to pay the $50 for the whole family to go to the zoo and take the child with them. So the whole family was able to go to the zoo. That would be something that would be funded through a Festival of Trees kind of situation. 
that's what's best for that child and that family to heal. So it's not only the medical care, but it's really what's best emotionally for the child. It, it's really not just a place for medical healing. There's just so much more healing that can happen there. Yeah, we don't want anyone to have to be there, but we certainly are glad that when they are there, they get the love and care that they need. Well, and this is just making me be like, I want to volunteer. I want to be on a committee. This sounds awesome. Well, I never well, right, let's talk. Committee, so I guess we're not going to be this year. I guess we will. We have the right people here. You can just sign up with us. <laughs> so every year we select a child to be um, really the face of festival. And this year it's a four-year four-year-old little boy named Cole, who was born with spina bifida. Um, he has a wheelchair that he wheels around in, and he is just darling. And he will be turning on the lights, on the lights on ceremony this year. So that's a fun way for to for us to involve him in Festival of Trees. So um, they'll be seeing more um, interviews with his mom and talking about their experience um, throughout um, TV interviews mainly. So that's a good way. Um, also, um, Festival of Trees is November 28th through December 1st, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then, Elena, will you just give us a touch on the ticket price? So at the door, tickets are going to be $7 for adults and $4 for children ages 2 to 11, $6 for seniors, 65 plus. And on Wednesday, November 28th is Family Day, where for a $20 ticket, you'll be able to admit up to six immediate family members but there will also be discount tickets available for six dollars for adults and three for children um, in advance through um, thanksgiving if you purchase them ahead of thanksgiving and those can be purchased at festivalattreesutah.org I didn't know you could purchase online. I just saw it oh, we're, there. We're moving forward. Some people don't like it, but we're <laughs> we, we love it. Because <laughs> you guys are the... <laughs> this is how you guys roll. <laughs> That's true. Everything has to be done online. Oh, love it. So just in wrapping up, like, what have been some of your most memorable experiences at Festival Trees? I mean, Shauna, you talked about that that little kid with the sucker, but is there anything else that, that has really stood out to you over the years? So many good, good <laughs> stories. Um... You know, I think I think the longevity of people that decorate trees always amazes me. Um, there was there's one family that for 45 years they lost their child 45 years ago. They haven't missed one year, and the dedication of that and they are pros. I mean, their trees are phenomenal. That's cool though. 45 years. How many years has Festival of Trees been around? 48. Oh. So I think one of the most touching things um, for me is to watch how much the volunteers that come care about um, making sure that the public has a really good experience. Um, Santa comes to visit us. He takes very um, huge amounts of time out at his busy time of year, but he comes to visit us and he wants for the child uh, on his lap to have the perfect um, picture and I, a little girl was there last year that was having a very hard time with Santa, and Mom wanted the best picture ever. Santa got out of his chair and on his hands and knees down on the ground on her level and just 
put her little hand in his face, and it is the sweetest picture. And that's the way all the volunteers that come to help us are, including Santa. They just want for the community to have a wonderful, um, uplifting, good experience. So just watching volunteers take ownership and care to make sure that um, everything's represented really well. It's really cool. Do you have anything you want to add? <laughs> I feel like I took over this podcast. No, that's what I apologize. That's what I wanted, Sammy. Like, you have more experience than what? You guys, I love this. I mean, I've been to the festival trees, but you have actual, like, personal experience yeah. with it all, so. But that's a good pairing, right? Yeah. You know, someone that's just come to participate. Yeah. And someone that's Very donated or, yeah. you know, had the experience. They, she... She gave you an experience. Yeah. No, and hearing, I mean, I didn't know that about your brother and that, that tree. Yeah. Like, that's really special. Yeah. I definitely want to get involved with it because hearing about committees and like. Right. It's good. It's so, yeah. so good. Yeah. The primaries. You like know, my, my son passed away there, which and I'm sorry. I am so that's thankful so for. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sad that he passed away, obviously, but I could not have done it at home. I needed the people there and I didn't expect it. But they had so many things. When he passed away, they gave me casts of his hands that they did right then. They did a lock of his hair. They had this um, beautiful made box. And, you know, like, that's all donated. all donated, and you know it. And they just had this, this beautiful handmade box of stuff, and they gave me the cast of his hands and that lock of hair. And I just, I still have it, obviously. And don't get rid of stuff like that, obviously, but it's still one of my treasured possessions. And they do with volunteers. They just have so many opportunities for volunteering there. Yes. Any of your talents can be, right. can be used there. Right. Every talent is needed. The hospital has been described as being a conduit between heaven and earth. I met a little girl that was, um, she was eight at the time, but when she was three, she was in the hospital with cancer. And she was struggling. She was having such a hard time. And she said to her mom, um, do you see Jesus here? And she said, no. And she said, well, that's because only kids can see him. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an amazing thing to have kids recognize that um, the people that are helping them are like angels to them. And so it's it's it really is a conduit. And that conduit really comes down I, I agree, and I think whatever you believe, yeah, the that the veil is so much thinner there. I remember two specific times. One time, my son was in ICU, and he went into anaphylactic shock. Mm-hmm. No scary. idea why, but so scary and so grateful I was right there in ICU so he could get the help he needed. But during that whole time, there was okay in the ICU everywhere. Chairs are coveted. You have to have, you get one chair, and if somebody's not sitting in it, they're going to come ask you to get, to borrow it for somebody else. Yeah. Totally fine. There was a chair there for two days that did not get moved, and it was just such a strong feeling that my brother, was who passed away, was right there just watching over us, uh-huh. and it was amazing. Like, it was I mean, how else do you stand through watching what they're doing to your kid unless somebody's holding you up? Mm-hmm. Same thing with when my son passed away. I 
had just had a meeting a couple months before with palliative care of how are you supposed to know? I can't let him go. I can't. He had stopped breathing and I gave and was given CPR and life lighted. And while I had a limited do not resuscitate on him because I didn't want him to have to have a ventilator. I knew that that wasn't a quality of life that he would enjoy. And with his condition, if you went to a ventilator, you're never going to get it off. It's one thing when, you know, there's a possibility. There was not going to ever be a possibility. So I didn't want to do that. Um, but they're telling me, you know, you'll just know that's what everybody says is when it's time, you will yeah. know. And I was like, I think that that's crap. There's no <laughs> way you can know how do you let your kid go and how do you know that that's okay. When he did pass away and they called the cold blue, I had a doctor holding me up and crying with me. Who does that? <laughs> you know, they People have to really be, care. Yeah. They have to be semi-immune to not be broken completely. Mm-hmm. But she sat there holding me and crying with me. And I could just feel like, I just felt like I did. I knew it was time. I knew that it was okay. And the entire time I just felt like I was being held with beyond physical arms. Because there's no way I could have stood up during that time otherwise. You know, it's, it is, it's a, it's a thin veil. There are angels walking the halls, watching over everybody there. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. Same thing. I, sorry, <laughs> but I listened to you and I, um, last year I had an experience where, um, <laughs> the department and we had some big major software <laughs> glitches that just, and, um, I was like the last one there. Like everyone, it was three in the morning before, you know, the main day. And you just, you have to get it done because the next day it has to be ready to be put in the action stuff. And I was there and um, everyone was gone. I think there was like a security guard there and myself. And I went out in the hall and the lights were on the trees, you know, but the hall was dark, you know, it was there and I just there's it's that same spirit you know that you felt and I thought this hall is just filled with love and angels and things that I can't see but I can feel it you know and I just stopped like it was one of those things where you just stop for a moment because it's more those quiet you know things where you when nobody else is around but then you know yeah you know and I know that all those families had left, you know, hours before, but they had left. They left that moment. part of their heart right there. So, so when I listen to you, it's like I know, you know, I know when you've done your trees that you've done the same, and I know when people do trees for you, they've done the same. It's just there's nothing like it. I I've worked with other nonprofit um, organizations, and they've all been good, right? They've done good things, but this one. Man, it has my heart and soul in a way that nothing else has. It's, it's, it's unique. It does not follow any logic or normal pattern. And, you know, Shauna will say all the time, well, you know, we'll have something. We'll meet. We're like, we can't get this. We can't. No one's donated this. We have to have this. And what? Two hours later, it'll show up. And Shauna will just go, oh, it's a festival miracle. It is. But where else do you find that in the world, you know? 
just the whole Festival of Trees is just a miracle. The way everybody volunteers, because that's all it is. It's not, it's not a paid-for thing. It is everybody volunteers everything. Time, decorations, whatever it is. It's the physical hands that hold up the families in the hospital. Yeah. It really is. Um, so thanks guys so much. We, we, I feel honored that we have the chairwoman and the co-chairwoman here. Like, that's really cool that you guys came. And so just in closing, guys, remember to head on over to, um, www.festivaltreesutah.org for information about volunteering and what you can donate and even to get tickets. So it's a, it's a great start to your Christmas season and it can even be a great family tradition. Thanks for listening, Utah. If you love the beehive state, we're here to tell you why it is great. From Lake Powell up to Bear Lake, our scenery you just can't fake. Our number of counties is 29, all with plenty of places you can dine. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. Mm-hmm.